What's up, Breakies? Welcome to The Breakdown. And if you're here, you already know what time it is. It's time to take a break, break out your Bible so we can get into the Word of God. You ready? Let's go. Welcome in, Breakies. How y'all doing? I'm excited that you guys decided to join me, okay? You could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to listen to your girl, and that makes me smile. Um, I just wanted to real quick just say thank you to all of the supporters, the, the breakies as I call you guys. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate all the text messages. I appreciate the calls, the emails. I appreciate the people who say, hey, Nari, because in episode one I said the people who love me call me Nari so now like people are just calling me Nari <laughs> so I appreciate the love it's very humbling and I wanted to give a special shout out to my church Restoration Park Church in Midway Ohio to my pastor Dr. Wes Arblaster because he said my podcast in his sermon okay so I appreciate that because he did not have to do that so glory to God for him Glory to God for you, man of God. Thank you so much. That meant the world to me. You probably don't know that that meant the world to me, but if you're a breaky, then now you do, or I'm sure one of the breakies will tell you. <laughs> but I love it. I love all the love that I've received. And it's just great to know that when you endeavor to do something for God, that you have people of God behind you. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. I also wanted to say, if you guys have not written a review, please write a review guys please write a review be honest be transparent but be humble okay <laughs> don't be mean because when we get behind these computers and cell phones with that little anonymity child we be going crazy i'll be reading comments i'll be like oh child ooh, who is that but they don't leave no name because you can hop on your computer so just don't be mean i know a lot of y'all who's listening aren't mean spirited anyways but anyway grateful for you guys i love you guys if you have not um written a review or rated the pod go ahead and do that it will definitely be appreciated i love y'all again i think i've probably said it multiple times in the three minutes that i've been talking but <laughs> it's so true i can't help but say it but um today so we're going to be talking about nehemiah chapter 13 we are back in nehemiah and i'm not gonna lie breakies i was struggling with this passage but I'm trusting and leaning on the Lord because it's on my heart and I'm going to share it with y'all. So if you have your Bible, your Bible app, your tablet, missionary evangelist, Google, however you want to do it, I need you to go and read Nehemiah 13. So press pause on this podcast, read Nehemiah 13, and then come back and I'll be breaking it down okay so boom let's get into it y'all so in Nehemiah chapter 13 it starts off with the continuation of chapter 12 because in chapter 12 um there's reading the word of God and so in the word of God is telling them that you need to get rid of the Ammonites and the Moabites. They can't be with you guys. They can't worship with you guys. Um, the only way that they could worship with them was if they denounced all of their gods and 
you know, started worshiping the God of Israel, the God of Judah, the God of Jerusalem, if they started to worship their God and renounce, you know, get rid of all of the idol stuff and things of that nature. Um, but if not, they couldn't be around. And part of the reason for that was back in the day when they were on their way to the promised land, the children of Israel on their way to the promised land, um, the Ammonites and the Moabites was one of the, were, were two of the groups that did not help them, that did not assist them on their journey. And so um, any nation that cursed you will be cursed. Um, and so that's what happened. God is like, mm -mm, these ain't, that, that ain't it. That ain't for us. And so they did what the Bible said, do they, they removed these people. You can't be here. Right. And I just want to say, we should do the same thing, guys. You do what the Bible says, do you should do what God says, do <laughs> it's just great advice. What can I say? <laughs> but anyway, um, so Nehemiah has been gone for 12 years at this point, And so he comes back and when he comes back, there is, um, some sketchy things going on. And so the first thing that happened was he comes back and he notices that Tobiah is living in the temple or has rented space in the temple, in one of the courts of the temple. And this is a specific room where some of the items that were used, you know, in worship and in reverence to God were in there. Some of the things that the Levites used, um, some of the vessels and things of that nature um, that were used during worship were supposed to be stored in there. And I think even some some food and stuff that the Levites and the singers and stuff were supposed to be able to eat there. That all was supposed to be stored in this room. But Elisha, the priest, he didn't rented the room out to Tobiah. Now, for those of you who just started on this podcast, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, I'm going to run it back real quick. So Nehemiah came to, um, came back to help build the wall. And Tobiah and Sanballat were two people that were completely against them building the wall. Okay. So for Tobiah to have a room in the temple, first of all, for him to even be, be on, on, they, on this side of the wall is insane. But for him to be able to be in the temple of the Lord, for you to move out precious items that belong to the temple of the Lord, that belong to the Lord out of this space and give it to him, somebody who is completely against everything that you stand for somebody who fought tooth and nail who threatened war against you guys so that you guys wouldn't complete the wall you invite him to live in the temple that is crazy to me so he's in the temple he has his space rented and nehemiah comes nehemiah kicks him out kicks him out um cleans everything you know sanitizes everything and brings everything back to the, the room that's supposed to be in the room but um i just <laughs> It just makes me kind of think of us and sometimes how we just play, you know, we, we, we get comfortable. We let the enemy just come in. Oh, well, I just need to rent a room. I got some money. And the one thing that we need to know is that the enemy knows what we want, right? He knows what we want. He's like, oh, you got a, you want a husband? I'm going to send this person. He's not a believer, but, and then you're like, oh, he's just a nice guy and all this stuff. And now you didn't had it. Now you didn't let this door slide open and now this man renting a room in your heart and he is tearing you limb from limb not in a beat you up way but in a now you worried about everything he cheating on you just all of these things and I'm, I'm digressing but things can happen when we allow the enemy into our space into our camp into our area and we have to be mindful we're supposed to be watchful we're supposed to be careful and the the priest who's held to this high standard 
was definitely supposed to be careful, but it was probably a political move because that was a lot of what was going on back then. Okay, so that's the first thing that happened. So Nehemiah clears the room out and puts everything back to its rightful place. Then he finds out that the Levites and the singers and the people that were there that he he put in the temple to maintain it and to make sure that the worship and things are going forth and the sacrifices, they went back to work. And they went back to work because the, the, the tide wasn't coming in. So people weren't paying their tithe. They got to buy in the temple and the Levites and the singers and stuff. They need money. They need to eat. So they went back into the field to work. And <laughs> Nehemiah is like, what is going on? Like what? So he gets everything set up for them to come back. And and so they come back. OK. And Nehemiah, I want to tell you all this, too. The one thing that I love about this chapter was that. When Nehemiah was doing stuff, okay, he was praying to God, like, God, remember me for this. <laughs> and I appreciate that about him. I think sometimes we are fearful to, to be like, okay, God, well, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, it's good for the kingdom. Just a little subtle reminder, like, no pressure, Lord, you know. But <laughs> so I appreciated that about Nehemiah because he was definitely like, Lord, listen, I'm going to do this or I've done this and remember me. <laughs> so I feel like maybe that's a sign for us to say, like, we can sometimes say, Lord, remember me. You know, I, I helped bring a couple people into the kingdom. Lord, I, you know, remember me, which God probably doesn't need the reminder. He sees all of our work. He knows. All. But anyway, I digress. I'm going to jump back in. So the other thing that was going on was that they were selling things on the Sabbath. People had their wine presses out. People who were not from the area, they was posted up. They was doing whole marketplaces. They was doing the farmer's market. Y'all ever been to the farmer's market? I love the farmer's market, child, okay? I can go there. They got everything, whatever, spaghetti squash. Me and my friend Donna went to the farmer's market a couple weeks ago, child, and we tried like 17 different cakes. <laughs> Sorry, Don, I didn't mean to tell on you. But anyways, so um, they were basically doing a version of the farmer's market, right? They were selling all different types of stuff. And it, if you read it, you see the stuff that they were selling. And But they were doing it on the Sabbath. And they're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. So what are y'all doing? So Nehemiah, he's like, uh-uh, y'all doing the most. So he puts everything, he puts all the people out and their stuff. And a few people did like try to post up on a Friday night and wait. And he's like, no, get away from the wall. You know, it's going to be consequences and repercussions if you don't. And so they move on or whatever. Eventually, I think it said that he had to warn them about two or three times that they needed to move on or else. And so he did that. And again, he asked the Lord, remember me, you know, because they tripping. I'm out here trying to pull it together. And I don't think he was doing these things so that the Lord could remember him. I think he was doing these things because he cared about the area and there's value in that space. You know, this is the holy space. This is where God lives. We are a chosen people and we should carry ourselves as a chosen people. And I want to submit to us that we are a chosen people and we should also carry ourselves as a chosen people. And that means that we can't rent the devil rooms. There's no space for you in my heart, devil. There's no space for you in my mind. There's no space for you in my home. I don't have time for it. I'm not about to do it. Get thee behind me. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We don't 
We cannot allow the devil into our spaces. And when we sense that things are off, when we sense that something's wrong, because a lot of times, y'all, I'm going to be honest, we know, right? We know, man, this is not, this ain't cool. I shouldn't be, or this don't feel right. You know, you can even enter into a place and, and say like, this don't feel right, but then just not, still not leave. And that's another way of just allowing the enemy in your personal space. And it's like, bro, you got to go. Devil, you got to go. I don't have time. You can't rent no room up in here. I'm moving around. But that's another story for another day. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> and so they were doing stuff on the Sabbath that they weren't supposed to do, selling things and things of that nature. So Nehemiah shuts that down. And then he finds out that a lot of the people have married outside of the chosen, right? So I think it's in Deuteronomy where God, God talks about not marrying the, their sons and daughters because they'll cause you to worship their gods and things of that nature. And so um, they was not listening to that all the way to the point where some of their children didn't even speak the native language. They spoke the language of their other families. And so that for Nehemiah was really, really hard. And he even brought up King Solomon. And if you guys don't know about King Solomon, um, you can read Chronicles or Kings and um, it's David's son, but he was one of the wisest kings in the world. But the thing that caused him to fall short was him having all of these different wives um, that were not from the chosen people, but were um, worshiping idol gods and, and it led him into idol worship. And so um, Nehemiah is basically like, did we learn anything from King Solomon? Like, what do we learn from King Solomon? Because it seems like to me that we have not learned anything. Um, y'all got these people in here. Y'all not even teaching y'all children the native language and just all of these things that were going on. And he saw that and he was angry and he even <laughs> he even snatched some of them by the hair. Um, some translations say he pulled the hair out of their beard. Some translations just say that he dragged them by the hair. So it honestly just depends on, so you guys, you might've just heard that. That's my dog. Her name's Coco and she wants to be a part of the podcast. So anyways, <laughs> um, he snatched them by the hair. Basically he was dragging them up out of there. Like, no, we can't have this. This is not cool. Like we got to do better. And so really um, he prays, you know, that God remembers what's happening and that people are held accountable in so many words. but. That's really how the chapter just like abruptly just kind of comes to an end with him coming back and like having to clean up again. And I just was like, man, it just made me feel a way. And I'm not going to lie to y'all in the last few weeks, like I've been talking to God just about like, why does it feel, why do I feel stagnant? Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I've, I've made a lot of leaps and bounds when it comes to my relationship with God, but I was in a space where I was kind of feeling stuck and God was like, you've gotten too comfortable. And so I'm like, too comfortable. And so it brought me back to this chapter. It took me forever to record this chapter, y'all. I pre-record um, the breakdown. And so I recorded what you just heard last week. I probably recorded that months before you heard it. Um, but it took me forever to record this one because I was like what is going on and God just was revealing to me that um when we start to get comfortable it's a way for the enemy to get a foothold in and then before you know it things are falling apart and so when you think about um 
them building the wall and then they, they went into worship and they, you know, they did everything they were supposed to do. And by the time Nehemiah was gone for 12 years, the enemy was there. Even I didn't even mention this um, earlier, but even one of the people, which I think the priest Elisha, I think it was his son, married the daughter of Sam Ballet. And I think that's who got dragged by his hair. But you guys can read it and remind me of it. I'm actually going to go back and read it after this. But um, I think that's who got dragged by his hair. But he had married. And Sam Ballet was one of the people that was, well, the other guy that was with Tobiah that was like, y'all don't need to build this wall. Like, what do you think? You think your God is going to help you build it? And you think you can get it done in a short, like talking all the trash or whatever. And also plotting to kill Nehemiah, trying to get him to come down, right? Come down here and, and meet with us and blah, blah, blah. And, and so why do you feel comfortable enough to marry this man's daughter, you know? And so when I really think about life and I think about the things that go on, so we make all of these leaps and bounds in God, right? It's like I'm reading my word. I'm in relationship with people of God. I'm chilling, I, you know, and then it, it's like, oh, so now I can go back to doing some of the old things, right? Because now I got God. So now we feel like we can go back, but that's what happens. Those doors get open, right? And we, it's only one thing. Oh, it's only one drink. Maybe it's not, maybe drink is not your problem. Oh, we only had sex one time. Maybe sex is not your problem. Oh, I only did this one time. You know, whatever it is, you know, we think, okay, it's just that. And then next thing you know, you got the enemy living with you. I remember that movie, Sleeping with the Enemy. I'll say, <laughs> next thing you know, you're sleeping with the enemy because one inch and the devil is going to take a mile in our lives. And so I think, you know, we take that scripture where it says, Paul says, we're supposed to find ourselves content in all things. Yeah, content, but we're also supposed to be diligent, right? We're not supposed to. Be, I'm, I'm content in the knowledge of whatever's going on around me. I know that God has me, right? Um, whether I'm up, God has me. Whether I'm down, God has me. My contentment is in Christ. My contentment is not in the world, right? So I can't be like, oh, well, I'm just going to do this. I'm just, I'm, I'm finding myself content. No, because now I'm, I'm dealing with foolishness, right? And like I said, you give the enemy an inch, he's going to take a mile. And so we have to be diligent about our lives. We have to continue to look at the doors that we have open. We have to continue to maintain stability. We have to continue to take every thought captive because if not one little thing, I'm telling y'all, then the enemy will take over. And I feel like that's what happened with them. I feel like it was like one little thing. It was like, okay. Um, I'm about to, I'm gonna date him. I know he a Moabite, but, um, he cute or whatever. And he makes six figures and, you know, and then, so now you got one Moabite in there and now you got, oh, I know they worship the Ashdod God, but I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a marry her. Um, uh, and we can have babies. They got good hair over there on the Ashdod side. So our, our baby will be pretty and she'll have good hair. So now we, now we marrying people. And then next thing you know, oh, well, I know Tobiah what he did, but it's been 12 years and I'm just going to let him back in. Now we got the enemy living in the temple. And y'all probably think like, man, Denari, you be overbearing with this stuff. But what I'm trying to tell y'all is that I lived it. Okay, I lived it earlier this year. Right now, this is 2023 earlier this year. Um, and even years, I'm going to start years prior. I love God and I have always loved God. 
right? But there were all of these things that I was doing um, that hindered my relationship with God, but I didn't realize it, right? I got saved at a young age. I grew up in church. So I'm in church every single Sunday. For a while, you know, you get the zeal. You, <laughs> you, you're overzealous to a point because you're judging everybody. And then you're just like, okay, I want to live. I want to live for God. And you're trying to live for God. And then you let this thing slip in. Okay. And it's, and it's a small thing, right? And it's just little. And I'm just indulging a little bit. And then you let this thing slip in. And it's just a small thing. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and it's only a little bit. It's only a little bit. And, and don't worry about it. I got it, y'all. Don't worry, God. Like, look, we even be telling God, like, no, God, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then next thing you know, you're under a weight so heavy that the only one that can pull you out is God. Earlier this year, I got to a place where I was telling God um, to search my heart, right? God, examine me. What is in me? Because I know that there's this space where something is missing. There's this space that I can't really wrap my mind around all of you. And I want to wrap my mind around as much as you of you as possible, God. And so what is going on? And so listen, I don't want to give y'all too much because I wrote a book about most of this. But in that season, God began to reveal to me that there are some things that no, these things are not sin. Well, some of them are not sin. Some of them just was was just blatant sin, y'all. Okay, because I was out here sinning and living for the Lord at the same time, and I was definitely unstable and wicked because I was double minded. But no longer, okay. But anyway, <laughs> God was like, there are some things, and, and some of them are not sin. They are permissible, but they're not good for you. And now they have rented a space in your heart that I can't even dwell in because you've allowed these things to take over. I was in a relationship with someone that I shouldn't have been in a relationship with. I used to buy, you know, I used to be in the wine club and I'm not telling y'all that drinking is a sin, but um, God told me to get rid of it. And so I guess it was taking a space in my heart and in my life that God wanted to use. He said, I can't use you when you're at the Cooper Hawk, okay? <laughs> I need you to go home. <laughs> and that's my testimony. So I'm laughing about it now, but God really freed me from, from so many things that I had let come in because I got comfortable and I said, oh, well, God loves me regardless, so I can do this. And I want to submit to us that that is how the people of Jerusalem were feeling like, oh, we got everything we need. We got the wall up. And now they can come in, but they felt like they had control over who could come in, right? Because I have this wall, so I'm only going to let in who I want to let in, right? There's, there's some control there, and that's how we feel about our lives. We're like, okay, I have this. I have God, right? And I'm only going to let in who I'm going to let in. And God ain't going to let the enemy hurt me because he's God, right? And so we think that we have control. We think that we're doing this, but then it becomes a revolving door. And now the enemy is coming and going as he pleases. The enemy is married into your family. The enemy is living in your temple and it gets heavy. It gets hard. It gets ridiculous. And we're wondering why we're far from God. We're wondering now, like, like the Levites. Okay. Take the Levites in, in chapter 13. They went back to the field to work. You are not even called to work your own fields. The people are supposed to tithe and feed you. And a lot of times we get caught up in that too. We're like, oh, well, I'm just going to leave the temple and, and go figure it out on my own. And God is like, I'm not calling you to work. 
I'm not calling you to figure this out on your own. Allow me. But because there was this level of of comfort, first of all, the people probably wasn't tithing because they were too busy dealing with the other gods and the other people and all that stuff, you know, and they lost sight of that. And so they had to go and, and work the fields. And a lot of times we feel like we need to go and work. We feel like, oh, I got to fight this battle, blah, blah, blah. The battle is already won. Come out of the field and get back into the temple. The battle is already won. God has already fought the battle. When Jesus said it was finished on the cross, victory was won. And I think that's one of the things that we forget. We're not mindful of the fact that we don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. I don't have to fight this. I don't have to fight you. Get you behind, get thee behind me, okay? Because you already defeated in the name of Jesus. And so I just want to submit. I said a whole bunch of stuff, and I hope it made sense to y'all because I said a bunch, but I just want to submit to us that we cannot get too comfortable because we get comfortable and we get to a place where it's like we're just doing it right and it's just here and I'm just working and I'm just living my life and I'm just posting on my social media and I'm just going to my everyday job and I'm going to go do this after work and this is what I do on Saturdays and this is what I do on Sundays but we cannot slip up and let the devil slip in Everything that was going on, well, majority of the things that were going on in chapter 13, it was other people doing it. Because you got Tobiah in here. You got the people in here that you didn't marry with their false gods. You got people in here selling stuff on the Sabbath that ain't even from here. This, it was a lot of people coming in and putting their feet on your couch. Don't put your muddy feet on my couch. Because <laughs> the devil will come in. He will try to disrespect our lives, tear things apart. And so I just really want us to be diligent in our seeking of God. The word says, first seek ye the kingdom of heaven and all of his and all of his righteousness and all of the other things shall be added unto you. And I think that sometimes we start with the seeking, right? We start seeking God and then we get all built up. We get we get the wall we ready right we got everything we focused and then things just begin to slip in and slip in and slip in and then next thing you know i've lost sight of what even god said about me i've lost sight of the word of god and this is really what had happened to me like i knew the word of god but there was something in my heart there was a tobiah living in my temple blocking some of that from my memory blocking who I really was I couldn't I couldn't focus on who I really was because of what I had allowed in my heart what I had allowed in my personal space and so we have to be mindful about our comfort level because yes we're supposed to find ourselves content but we're not supposed to find ourselves too comfortable because when you start getting comfortable with certain things when you start welcoming certain things back into your life that especially that God called you to remove when you start welcoming them back into your life and you start laying down with them, you know what I'm saying? And, and communing with them, then one little thing can turn into a huge thing. And then next thing you know, you're overwhelmed. Next thing you know, you're tired. Next thing you know, you're scared. Next thing you know, you're anxious. Next thing you know, you're sick. Next thing you know, your kid's acting up. 
next thing you know, your job acting up. Next thing you know, and all of these things in some cases can be avoided if we stay diligently in the word, if we continue to seek God. If we continue to seek God, the word says that um, God rewards those who diligently seek him. So we have to continue to seek him, continue to be diligent about it. So that's not just, oh, I'm just going to get up and read a paragraph and read one verse and then talk to God for a minute or two and go on about the next week and then just wait again until Sunday. No, like we have to be diligent about the seeking of God. What does your word say about this? Talking to God all day, reading the word, asking questions when we don't understand, building that relationship. Because if not, like I said, the enemy will begin to sneak in because we can have all the traditional things. Y'all know the Israelites is the kings and queen, the people, right? For tradition, right? They the ones who do it all. Okay, we're going to make sure we're here at this time for this festival. We're going to make sure we're here to listen to them read the word. We're going to make sure we're here. They were doing all of that stuff and still worshiping idols and still dealing with and marrying outside of the people that they were supposed to marry. And I don't want to make that a race thing, so I hope y'all not thinking of it like that. But this is what God called for them to do at that time. Um, and I just thank God for knowing that I can't get too comfortable. One thing I've learned, you guys, about reading in the Old Testament is that God is a God of accountability, right? And so if it's wrong, he's going to call me on it. And I value my relationship so much with God that I want to be right in his sight. That is my father. I love him. That is the best relationship I could ever have. And I never want to lose sight of that ever again in my life ever again in my life and I want to submit to you that you should be thinking in that same way lift your eyes to the hills from where your help comes from all of our help comes from the Lord all of it so even if the enemy tapping you on your shoulders I can get you that no you can't but God can we have to trust God don't get too comfortable guys don't get too comfortable that is the word for today and i'm going to pray because i feel this in my spirit and i feel that it was for me and it was for the rest of y'all as well hopefully you got something out of it and it meant something to you lord god we thank you for this day this time this opportunity to come and just talk about your word a little bit lord god i pray for the breakies lord god and also for myself lord god that we would not get too comfortable, Lord God. Just the fact of them listening to this podcast shows that they are being diligent um, in some way of seeking some of your word, Lord God. And so I pray, continue blessings over them, Lord God. I pray that if there are spaces in our lives where the enemy has, we've allowed the enemy to, to sneak on in, Lord God, that you would reveal those to us, Lord God, so that we can get him up out of there, Lord God, and seal those doors off and seal those windows off, Lord God. And just be reminded that he has no power, Lord God, and that as long as we are continuing to seek you and, and seeking after that relationship with you, Lord God, that we will grow, Lord God, and all the other things will be added unto us, Lord God. We love you. We thank you for this day and this time, Lord God. And it's in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys. I'll talk to y'all 
next time. Another episode of the breakdown in the books. I definitely appreciate you guys for listening, for coming through, for pulling up on your girl. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me at D-A-N-A-R-A-R-E-N-E-E at gmail.com. That is Renee at gmail.com. Until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.